This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Oh Them Bones. to the Politics, Politics, Politics program. My name is Justin Robert Young, live in Austin, Texas, and I gotta tell you, folks, this episode is about one thing. The high-stakes game of chicken in the house as Kevin McCarthy seeks to become speaker for the second time. He hasn't been speaker once. He has now tried twice. Standing between him, As the voting began, was anywhere between 5 and 12 no votes. The confirmed, Representative Matt Gates of Florida, Andy Biggs of Arizona, Bob Good of Virginia, Matt Rosendale of Montana, and Ralph Norman of South Carolina. And indeed, other opposition began to bubble up before the votes were taken. All of it in service of this simple question. Will a vote for Speaker of the House go beyond the first ballot. Now, various elements of Congress jockeying against each other before a Speaker vote is nothing new. Indeed, these moments are often sort of a theater for what is to come. Who's going to be a pain in your butt? Who's going to be hard to whip? Who is feeling like it's their turn in the spotlight? But the mark of a speaker is getting their own people in line. And indeed, since Kevin McCarthy has the exact same margin of error that Nancy Pelosi had in the previous Congress, he's going to have to do what Pelosi has done in the past. Win the gavel. The rules to becoming Speaker of the House are simple. On January 3rd, the beginning of the Congress, the House comes to quorum, meaning the minimum number of members are present to proceed. This comes back in a second, so hold on to that. The Speaker nominee for each party will be read aloud by their respective leaders before a roll call vote to elect a new Speaker. The clerk then appoints lawmakers from each party as tellers to tally the votes. The candidate to become speaker needs a majority of votes from the House members who are present in voting. Historically, the magic number that you need to become speaker is 218 out of 435 members of the House. However, that's not set in stone. 
Remember, I pointed out that quorum is the minimum number of members to proceed. So in previous speaker elections, including outgoing Nancy Pelosi, they have ascended to Speaker of the House with fewer votes than 218 because some members vote present instead of calling out a name. Every lawmaker voting present lowers the overall tally needed to reach a majority. Dear friends, we are starting off 2023 hot because what we witnessed beginning Tuesday afternoon, East Coast time, is high drama. And before we get to the blow-by-blow, I need to explain to you how we got here. The last time that a battle within parties led to more than one ballot. The emergence of Kevin McCarthy on the national stage, his previous run for speaker that ended at the hands of conservatives and aided by a cable news gaffe and a secret scandal. And then, of course, the main event, Kevin McCarthy's wild ride as the 118th Congress begins with a confusing bang. But first... That is Frank Fairfield performing the hit song Cottage by the Sea by John Rogers Thomas. It's a real bop. Oh, you haven't heard of it? Well, it is the most popular song in the United States in the year 1856. Yes, the the real year of our Lord in the United States, 1856. Not a random Yellowstone prequel. But maybe Cottage by the Sea will make a comeback because it was between 1855 and 1856 that Congress took two months to name a speaker on the 163rd ballot, no less. Indeed, it took the House that long as a sign of factionalism then existing in the House. More than 21 individuals initially vied for the speaker's post when the members first gathered in December and... Eventually, the House finally chose Representative Banks by a vote of 103 to 100 over Representative William Aiken of South Carolina. Banks, a member of the Nativist American or Know Nothing Party and the Free Soil Party, served a term as Speaker. Yeah, it was a wild time back then. There were some real issues the country had to resolve. You know, like the Civil Civil War, War. which began only a few years later. The last time that the House of Representatives went to a second ballot for speaker was 1923. It took nine ballots and three days before the House reelected speaker Frederick Gillett, Republican from Massachusetts. 
But maybe that was just a confusing era. You know, since we were just killing time between World War One, which ended in 1918, and World War II, which started in 1939. But we haven't gone to a second ballot since then. Until Tuesday. Just to catch you up, in the intervening years, we have made a few upgrades to this old bird. Up to and including... Television, the computer, the microwave oven, the ballpoint pen, the jet engine, the credit card, the pacemaker, the microwave, the frozen food, the computer mouse, barcodes, cell phones, personal computers, the automated teller machine, DVDs, MP3 players, digital cameras, GPS, Blu-ray discs, flat panel TVs, touchscreen phones, tablet computers, 3D printers, the smartwatch, drones, virtual assistants, self-driving cars, smart home devices, virtual reality headsets, hoverboards, smart suitcases, the hybrid car, folding phones, e-scooters, electric bikes, air taxis, wearable fitness trackers, smart thermostats, smart locks, video doorbells, smart sprinklers, smart home security systems, smart smoke detectors, smart garage door openers, smart light switch, smart pet feeder, smart air purifier, smart doorbell, smart kitchen appliances, smart pool cleaner, and micro machines. And yet, as the sun rose on what should have been the dawning of a new Congress, January 3rd, 2023, history threatened again. A quick reminder on the rules of Congress. If you don't have a speaker, you can't swear anyone in. You can't make committees. You certainly can't pass bills. You can't do anything. So how do we get here? Who's at the center of all this? Two words. Kevin McCarthy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is indeed a new year and we hope it is a new you. If you are not a patron to this program, because not only, like we tell you each and every week, at the $3 level... Are you going to get two bonus episodes of this podcast each and every week? And folks, I don't know if you have paid attention to the weather lately, but we actually have some stuff to talk about for the next two years. Now's the time to get on board. Of course, if you want to be a part of the Titanic $10 tier, you can also do that. But we do have a big announcement. And it's not going to happen this episode. It will happen in future episodes. And that is, we're adding ads to the free feed. They're going to be programmatic ads. It's a very easy process for me. I can turn on the button. The ads happen. Look, this will always be a free podcast for you guys. I will always be able to get out a free program. That's how I was made. That's how I will live. However, it is a little bit of extra income. In a world where I'm going to have to do a lot of traveling, especially in 2024. So hopefully you guys understand that and understand that at any level on the Patreon, you get an ad-free feed. In our big tent level, in our bonus content level, no matter what, if you're on the Patreon, you get a free and clean feed of ads, except for the ones that we do here, which is just, this is kind of like my bulletin board. TakePoliticsSeriously.com if you would like to join those who already support this program. And now, back to the story of Kevin McCarthy. As chairman of the Young Republicans National Federation, 
Kevin McCarthy of Bakersfield, California. Here's Kevin in simpler times, the 2000 Republican National Convention. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an important announcement. Al Gore did not invent the internet. Well, we all got to start somewhere, right? And Kevin McCarthy took his steps to the California Assembly. Here he is speaking with students, high school students in his district. My name is Holly Walker. What did you let her in? Uh, song, which is like dance. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Since it's St. Patrick's Day, can you dance, Irish? Yes. <laughs> hey! And it was in 2006 that he first made his way to the House of Representatives. I'm pleased now to recognize uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, the ranking member of Elections Commission of the House Administration Committee. And uh, we'd, we'd like to invite you for any opening remarks, sir. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I appreciate you having this joint hearing today. And uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know, like many congressmen, is ambitious. Start, Chairman, he is, at least on the congressional scale, young. And he proves himself to be a very, very, very talented money raiser. That's something that has Speaker of the House written all over it. But then there was that one mysterious time. Yeah. That time that seven years ago, Kevin McCarthy looked like he was going to be Speaker of the House. John Boehner had been run out of town. The spot was empty. So why not him? He even announced that he was going to run for it. But just as quickly... Yeah, I messed up with that. You said at 8 a.m. that you were going to run for the speakership. Why change at, at noon? What happened in those four hours? You know, I'll take it from here, Kev. Three things happened. Number one, uh, foreshadowing that borders on spoilers, he was opposed by the Freedom Caucus. So he did not have the votes. At that point, he decided that discretion being the better part of valor, he's going to walk it back. Number two, he was publicly damaged by the fact that he went on Sean Hannity's program a few weeks earlier to make his case for being the Speaker of the House. And in making that case, he said something that at the time, quaint though it is these days, was shockingly obscene. He said that he would weaponize House committees for political purposes. The the question you want, the question I think you really want to ask me is, how am I going to be different? What are you going I to see? I you ask my questions, but go ahead. That was one of my questions. Go right ahead. Well, I knew you'd want to ask it. What you're going to see is a conservative speaker that takes a conservative Congress that puts a strategy to fight and win. And let me give you one example. Everybody thought Hillary Clinton was unbeatable, right? But we put together a Benghazi special committee, a select committee. What are her numbers today? Her numbers are dropping. Why? Because she's untrustable. But no one would have known any of that had happened had we not agreed. And And that's all that the public knew. Behind the scenes, there was a spicy 
spicy secret making its way into the inboxes of various different Republicans who were being swayed one way or another to vote. Oh, baby. An affair between Kevin McCarthy and another congresswoman, Renee Elmers. GOP Representative Walter Jones added fuel to the fire. This is from a uh, article recounting all of this, that he issued a letter calling for candidates to withdraw for the race for speaker if, quote, there were any misdeeds he had committed since joining Congress that would embarrass himself, the Republican conference and the House of Representatives if they became public. Jones later confirmed that this was inspired by a blog post he had read insinuating that McCarthy and Elmer's had, you know, done it. McCarthy changed his mind on pursuing the speakership within a matter of hours, making the case for his candidate at an early morning meeting and then saying he was dropping up by noon. That's the clip that we just played. A conservative activist known for flooding lawmakers' inbox had been emailing many top Republicans about the affair rumor, and according to the Huffington Post, he sent an email that morning with the subject line, Kevin Why not resign like Bob Livingston? Bob Livingston, once a representative, quickly withdrew his bid to be speaker and resigned in 98 after acknowledging an affair. And so McCarthy waits. Paul Ryan comes in. Nancy Pelosi comes in. And then all the cards fall his way. He's the leader of the party. He is presiding over the Republicans retaking the House. He has spent the last seven years doing his best to ingratiate himself amongst the rabble-rousers that sank his last campaign for speaker, included among them Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Brings us back to today. The vote. Can he secure it on the first ballot? The morning began with some sharp elbows. Dan Crenshaw going off on the people that were recalcitrant against solidifying behind McCarthy, calling them enemies and narcissists, that they have made it clear that they prefer a Democrat agenda to a Republican. Further quotes, this handful of members is very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. It's not. It's not true. They lost those debates. That should be the end of it because that's how a team works, right? But if you're a narcissist, then you'll keep going and you'll threaten to tear down the team for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own self-importance. We will not vote for anyone else but McCarthy, Crenshaw concluded. These people think that they're stubborn. We're more stubborn. Marjorie Taylor Greene comes out throwing bombs as she has the last several weeks in favor of McCarthy. Unreal that the people claiming to be America first are negotiating for me first positions when it comes to the speaker's gavel. The base deserves the truth. They would be sickened as I am. 
Meanwhile, moderate Republicans are threatening to put somebody less conservative up if the Freedom Caucus keeps it up. Nebraska Representative Don Bacon writing in the Daily Caller this morning. Much has been made of me saying that I would work with moderate Democrats to elect a more moderate speaker. But my actual words that if the five refuse to coalesce around what the vast majority of the conference wants, I'm willing to work across the aisle to find an agreeable Republican. We should not set a bad precedent and allow a few people to undercut the entire team of 222 members. Further, of the 16 new Republicans elected, 13 are affiliated with Main Street GOP. It was the governing conservatives who got us the majority. The real complaint here should be with the small faction who refuse to work with the rest of the conference. They are putting our majority in the House at risk. My point is if a few won't be part of the 218 members we need to govern, we'll then find other ways to get to 218. And then the final threat. Representative Mike Rogers says that anyone who votes against McCarthy doesn't get a committee. A reminder that Kevin McCarthy's initial statements were retribution for Democrats removing members from committees, specifically Paul Gozer and Marjorie Taylor Greene. One of each is on the opposite sides of this particular Republican civil war. And then it's McCarthy's turn. In a closed-door meeting, with all of the assembled GOP House. He is just as blunt and bare-knuckled as all of his surrogates had been. He rattles off his achievements, and he says reportedly the following. I have earned the speakership. The gentleman from California, Kevin McCarthy, as Speaker of the House to lead America's new Republican majority. A seasoned legislator, an experienced leader, a friend to so many of us, a proud conservative with a tireless work ethic, Kevin McCarthy has earned the speakership of the People's House. Madam Clerk, as the chair of the Republican Conference, it is my high honor to present our conference's nominee for election to the office of Speaker of the People's House, the Honorable Kevin McCarthy from the state of California, and I yield back. That is Kevin McCarthy's nominating on the first ballot by Elise Stefanik. The Democrats nominate Hakeem Jeffries in a speech that seems like they were daring the speaker to say the word unity as many times as possible. And short of singing Rick James, he effectively did it. Not a joke. He did quote, The Notorious B.I.G., since Hakeem Jeffries is from Brooklyn, spread love. It is indeed the Brooklyn way. And then, when asked if there are any other nominees, Paul Gozer of Arizona stands up and enters his man, fellow Republican Andy Biggs, into the race. 
America knows that Washington is broken. The power doesn't reside in the speaker. It doesn't in the majority leader, nor the minority leader, nor the whips. The power resides in we, the people, the people who entrusted us here, each individual member, to represent their district, their state, and the federal government. Washington's broken. We're the last ones to know. A wise person once told me, good process builds good policy, builds good politics. We've got to return to that. It is with that that I place the name of my friend and colleague from Arizona, Annie Biggs, for Speaker of the House. Thank you. With quorum set and a hundred year streak intact of this vote only going one ballot, we get to roll calling. Clyburn. Jeffries. Clyde. Not going to make you listen to everything, Biggs. and by this point, you probably already know how this ends. The good news for Kevin McCarthy is there were not five people that wouldn't vote for him. Awesome. Cohen. The bad news is there were 19. Not only did several vote for Andy Biggs, but also there were random candidates that got uh, votes as well. Here's the unofficial count from Punchbowl's Jake Sherman on the first ballot. Jeffries, the Democrat, Hakeem Jeffries, gets the plurality of votes, 212. Kevin McCarthy McCarthy gets 203. Andy Biggs gets 10 votes. Jim Jordan gets six. Banks gets one. Zeldin, who isn't even in Congress anymore, gets one. Donalds gets one. McCarthy loses by 19 on that first ballot. And now we get to an issue of tactics and strategy. Just like Dan Crenshaw said in that quote we read earlier. They think they are stubborn. No, 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 no. We're just as stubborn, and there's a lot more of us than there are you. So, what we are going to do is not even take an adjournment so we can have a conversation with the 19 of y'all. No, we're going to roll right back into this. There's a very, very interesting moment that happens between the first ballot and the second ballot where Jim Jordan, who received six votes in that first ballot, And is supporting Kevin McCarthy, does not want to be Speaker of the House, and by the way, would not have the votes for Speaker of the House anyway. He approaches McCarthy. They have a conversation. And what we now know they were likely talking about is what happens on the second ballot. On the second ballot, all of the defectors unite around one candidate. That candidate... Is Jim Jordan. Jeffries. So, Jim Jordan decides to nominate Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates nominates Jordan. Bada bing, bada boom. Second verse, same as the first. Hakeem Jeffries with 212 votes. McCarthy with 203. Representative Jim Jordan gets all. 19 consolidated in support for him. 
Jeffries. Meanwhile, some of the Jeffries. 19 defectors begin to leak out to the press that there's a reason why they are not happy. And indeed, that bare-knuckled vote-for-me-or-else speech that Kevin McCarthy gave at the beginning of the day was part of it. Here is Representative Chip Roy, somebody that was not a hard no before and has, at least at the time of this quote, voted against Kevin McCarthy twice. By the way, everybody that was in that Republican Congress meeting this morning said, oh, we, we like the rules. Good job, Chip and you guys, you worked hard for the rules. And then at the end, they said, but if you don't vote for uh, McCarthy, we're going to get rid of the rules. It's a game. That's the game. And they actually put a quote on the board that said something in the, in the zip code of, uh, hey, for the part of trying to put people on the committee with diverse views. And Kevin said that. He said, but a whole lot of people in the room didn't want that. Not to be the guy that tries to decide an argument that he wasn't there for after the fact, but... Wouldn't it be obvious that if you didn't vote for McCarthy, you couldn't get the rules that McCarthy had agreed to? Like whether or not the rules were insane, like everyone had to wear their pants on their head. Like that's what he, that was the deal that he made. You'd have to make another deal with another person to get the votes to be speaker before. Yeah, I, yeah, not, not sure. Not sure where that's going. Meanwhile, McCarthy ally Marjorie Taylor Greene, according to Politico, is furious at her fellow House Freedom Caucus members, specifically singling out Matt Gates and Scott Perry. She says that in secret, that group demanded prime committee spots to end this kerfuffle last night. Quote, I'm the only Republican who has zero committees. I found out that it's my Freedom Caucus colleagues who went and did that then goes after Gates for supporting Paul Ryan, then goes after Perry for reversing course on a gay marriage vote and says that good Bobert all took McCarthy money to get elected and now are standing against him. And then there's this strategy, the lull him to sleep strategy or the Maybe I should go get a sandwich strategy or the lock the bathroom when they walk in strategy. Like we mentioned before, the threshold for which to win the speakership is determined by how many members are present in the House when the vote is taken. That means that Kevin McCarthy could have a lower threshold to win possibly even one as low as 203 if enough Democrats got bored. <laughs> and if this event is going to drag on not only through the afternoon, but into the night, well, you might imagine that there's plenty of Democrats who are going to get a little bored. Hakeem Jeffries, according to reports, has said that that will not happen. They are going to remain strong. But we'll see. Meanwhile, for everything else going on in the Republican world, we go to our GOP Sports Center. Ron DeSantis in Tallahassee today being inaugurated for a second term as Republican governor of Florida. In his inauguration speech, flanked by his wife, dressed very, very, very Jackie O and their three adorable little children, 
definitely framing it as if this would be the presidential inauguration in a few years, DeSantis decided to discuss how incompetent the federal government is. It wields its authority through a sprawling, unaccountable, and out-of-touch bureaucracy that does not act on behalf of us, but instead looms over us and imposes its will upon us. Meanwhile, on Truth Social, Donald Trump talked about the 2020 election. And that's your Republican Sports Center. Back to the votes. Join together with us to solve the problems, to address inflation that is crushing middle class families, to get control over spending that's driving that inflation. Will the House be in order? We join you now on the third ballot for the Speaker of the House. Steve Scalise, the new majority leader of the Republican Party, is giving the nomination speech for Kevin McCarthy. Scalise being mentioned not only in the media, but also reportedly throughout the Republican caucus as a possible replacement for McCarthy. That means that the two most recent people to nominate McCarthy are the two people that either McCarthy's opposition wants to be speaker or is looked at as the only other person that would have consensus to be speaker. Therefore, daring either of those two men to stab McCarthy in the back should they want to take his crown. Which I don't know what's going to happen. Spoiler alert. This doesn't have an end. I, I just need to stop this podcast and, and send it to you guys because I don't think this is going to be over tonight. I think that we're looking to go over the nine ballots that happened in 1923. I think we will probably end at some point before the two months worth of ballots that happened before the Civil War. But as of right now, folks, it's a staring contest. This is like Robert Goulet in a forest creature. At one point, somebody's going to have to blink. But the reality of this mess, now that we are in it, is clear. Either Kevin McCarthy is the speaker, or somebody has to inherit everything that McCarthy agreed to, maybe even add some more on, and then they become the speaker. But the person most likely to do that just nominated McCarthy. So it would require McCarthy walking off the stage. And it does not appear after we've just gone through his entire backstory, after he walked off the stage once, that you are going to find any inch of backdown in McCarthy. Can he be forced off the stage? Maybe. But by who? And for what? Because we are at a point now where something needs to be a end for this. But, just like Al Gore's internet, it looks like there's not much of an end in sight for now. And so, with that, we wait. Watch. And wait. And watch. And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, Politics, Politics is written and recorded by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Pony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. 
If you want to email me, you can go ahead and do it. TheYoungAmerican at gmail.com. You can find the show's Twitter at px3tweets. You can find my Twitter at Justin R. Young. You can find me live on Twitch at px3live, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, schedule permitting. You can share this podcast with your friends, family, and clergy at px3podcast.com. If you would like to support this insanity, this fever dream of an episode, you can do so at paypal.me slash payjury. You want to give me a little Venmo tip? Little Venmo tip. Justin Dash Young Dash 20. Something you can do. Cash app is PX3 Cash. And if you'd like to send me anything, you can do so. P.O. Box 153184, Austin, Texas, 78715. Again, post office box 153184, Austin, Texas, 78715. Five. Of course, you can always get bonus content on this show. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week, covering all the news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule. Our $10 tier gets your name read at the end of the fi- at the end of this podcast, like the fine folks in the Titanic $10 tier. And I'm going to get to them as soon as I remind you guys one more time that in the next few weeks, we're going to have ads on this show. If you don't want ads at any level on the Patreon, you get an ad-free fee. But... Let's go ahead and get to that Titanic $10 tier. Dustin, Jason, Andre, C. Garcia, Matt, Craig, Potts, MC Radio, Unsafe DB Levels, Katie, Amanda, Yield, Pinball Shop, DP Board, Bungo, Catherine, Todd, persons familiar with the matter, vote Gloria Young for King of the New World Order, Edison, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100 Mile Runner, Idris, Arslandian, Blue Front, and the Lenina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic, Terran, Diana, turn two. Miranda, Janelle, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul is awesome. Brad, Richard, just another pilot. Middle-aged Mike who loves Frank got abducted. Utah, Jimmy, Montana, the Gen, A-L-D-L-D-L-D, really? Chopper, Andrew, and Joshua. If you would like to join their ranks, tankpoliticsseriously.com is where you go. What are we covering on the next episode of this program? Well, (laughs) I don't know. I know for sure that on the Patreon, on Thursday, we do our late edition. And so that will certainly have something about the fallout here. If this is wrapped up by Wednesday, which is when I record the shows for the end of the week uh, that comes out on Friday, then maybe you're going to get that there. It, It looks as if right now I'm watching the third ballot. Just to give you a temporal sense of when I'm ending this show. The third ballot has just finished and Kevin McCarthy lost one vote. One guy that had voted for him twice voted for Jordan on the third ballot. Buckle up. Paul Gozer and AOC were talking. Horseshoe theory made flesh. Hachi Machi. Who knows what happens? The rest of the week on this show, because we are in uncharted waters and we've got a lot of big egos that are bumping up against each other like inflatable Godzillas on top of a toy Tokyo. It all happens at the zoo when you're listening to this program, because my name's Justin Robert Young, and this is the only program that dares 
to remind you that some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics and still more discuss politics, but it is only on this particular MP3 that you find a program that dares cover. Oh! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) Dog and Pony Show Audio.